In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Hello and welcome to the Layman Confessor Podcast. My name is Justin. I'm your host. Thank you for joining me. It is um, it is such a joy to know that some little thing that I am doing is reaching people, and I hope this has been an encouraging uh, and challenging opportunity for you. It certainly has been for me. And um, we are going to continue talking about churchmanship and what it means to be a responsible, interactive church member. But before we do that, I just want to follow up on the last episode that I posted uh, regarding Pride Month and uh, what I will be doing over the next month for that. And uh, I, I want to again invite you to join with me in intentional prayer for all those who are being misguided, misdirected, um, manipulated, and ultimately hurt, and uh, perhaps even condemned uh, through this ideology of uh, everything that's wrapped up in pride, and uh, or the pride month, that is. And so I'm inviting you to uh, pray with me over the next month for those people, and if God would lead you to, to fast uh, with me as well. And um, before I get started talking about what it means to be um, seeking preservation as a church member, as a churchman, I would like to pray uh, this prayer of intercession. And so I'm asking if you would please join me in this prayer. Um, it'll just be a couple of minutes, but I want to I want to do this here on the eve of Pride Month uh, for for all those who are being misled. And so, if you would um, please pray with me in this in this time, dear God, our Father, it saddens our hearts to see the great suffering of your beloved children in the world. We bring to mind all those in our area who find themselves in a hard place. We especially pray for those who are suffering physically with illness or mentally with depression or anxiety. Lord, come breathe on these people by your Holy Spirit and bring great love, hope, and joy through us, your church. Help us to minister to others in the strength of your Spirit and to work in unity together. May we shine your glorious light into the darkness and remain steadfast and true to you. Lord, it disturbs us when we see world leaders embracing false doctrines, division instead of unity, pursuing wealth instead of justice, and concealing lies instead of speaking out the truth. We lift all those in significant leadership to you. Come guide their thoughts, cover their actions, and renew their minds. Protect them from the influence of the realms of darkness and sweep away any corruption. We pray that you would lay out new paths of righteousness in troubled nations and lands. Father, it is disturbing to see the difference between rich and poor widening. We lift all those in poverty to you. Come bring miracles of provision, healing, and restoration. Speak into our lives so that we might play our part in changing the world. We ask all of this in the wonderful name of Jesus, our Lord, Savior, Brother, and Creator. Amen. All right. Thank you for that. Today uh, we are talking about preservation. And um, 
again, this is part of the churchmanship um, series. When I talk about preservation, um, I'm looking really looking at it in two things. Uh, preserving uh, God's word or right doctrine, that is, and uh, preserving one another. And above all else, first and foremost, I want to make clear that um, ultimately it is God who is preserving his church. Right, The church is the bride of Christ after all, and uh, we are in his hand and he is holding us securely. And uh, there's no need to lose hope. Uh, or to become discouraged because we are we belong to Christ. We are in Him. He is in us, and He will preserve us through the end. Uh, given all that, we do have roles within the church, and uh, we do have a responsibility to ensure that uh, we are um, holding fast to the Word of God, that we are holding fast to, uh, to unity and to truth, um, truth in unity, uh, and not unity at the expense of truth and and all, all of that sort of stuff. And so I want to look at preservation of God's word and then preservation of uh, of one another. Um, and then in the next episode, we'll be talking about affirmation, which really ties in directly with um, with preservation. This was going to be uh, these two episodes were going to be one episode, but I'd like to take a, a little longer with each one. I hope that's okay with you. Um, so first of all, let's look at preservation of God's word, and of, of course, this is important um, to understand that this is done, of course, by the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit has preserved, uh, you know, he he um, preserved scripture throughout history and um, has inspired the writing of scripture in the first place. And so really the Holy Spirit has had a hand in uh, our holy scriptures from the very beginning. And uh, we have much to be grateful for um, um, uh, from him. But let's look at some of the things that we can be doing to help ensure that uh, we are holding fast to God's word and preserving um, a right reading of God's word. And it's easy for us as, um, especially for those of you that are Protestant believers like myself, you know, it's easy to think of reading our Bible as a solo act, right? It's just me, God, and my Bible. And that can often inspire all kinds of interpretations, many of which may be false, right? Especially if we are not in the habit of reading all the scripture continually, it can be easy to fall in on one or two little points within a text and make our entire lives about that, that one particular text and disregard everything else. And, um, and fall into falsehood that way. And so it's important for us to find ways that we can, um, that we can preserve a right reading of Holy Scripture. And there are three really wonderful ways that we can do that, and they all start with C's. So this is great. Hopefully this will help you remember it. So the three C's of preserving God's Word for us are the councils, the creeds, and the confessions. Now, if you grew up or have been grown, uh, raised in or around a reformed uh, circle of any kind, you're probably familiar with all three of these and their importance. But if not, 
I want to encourage you to continue listening because I, I hope I'm going to make a brief case. And then in a later series, uh, probably after the summer, I'm going to go through uh, each of these categories in more detail and how we can use them because they are incredibly beneficial. Now, first of all, the councils, we see uh, councils being used in the church uh, as early as in Acts. I mean, we get halfway through Acts, we see the Council of Jerusalem. And the reason councils were called is because there is some sort of controversy that ro- rises up in the church, some kind of false teaching uh, or a potential false teaching that gets spread throughout the church. And then the church elders uh, gather together to assess whether or not this tre- teaching is true. And if it is, then it stands. And if it's not, uh, then they, they call it a heresy. Now, in order to do this, uh, all of these elders are gathering together. They're called from all parts of the Christian world, and they are there with their Bibles. They often have people, uh, representatives from both sides, that are giving their argument, and they're, they're standing on their position, and it's a huge debate, something that I would just absolutely love to be a part of, but you know, maybe not, maybe not everybody. Lots of arguing, lots of, of hair splitting through uh, theological details. Now, coming out from these councils, so once a position is landed on, and again, these can often take uh, close to a year or more uh, in some of the examples, but um, once a decision has been met and once it's been found that it's not just based off of human reason or logic uh, or philosophy, but based off of the Word of God, a confession is made. Now, a confession is not like what you may be thinking if you watch Judge Judy or something like that. A confession is essentially a proclamation. Here's what we believe about the church according to Scripture. Here's what we believe about mankind according to Scripture. Here's what we believe about, um, you know, sex and gender according to Scripture. Whatever, whatever the case may be, and we call these things the confessions. Um, also, coming out of the councils, you'll see creeds. Now, um, our two uh, most common creeds, uh, that, that is the Apostles' Creed and the Nicene Creed. At least with the, the Apostles' Creed didn't come out of any particular council. The uh, Nicene Creed may have, but these are um, c- closely related to confessions. In fact, you may, they may share a category here if you want to really break it down. But these are, again, declarations of what we believe, right? The Apostles' Creed states what we believe as Christians and um, are essential to what we believe are essential to the Christian faith, right? So um, in the Apostles' Creed, we talk about the resurrection of the body. That's an important part of who we are as humans, as believers, right? We will be resurrected one day uh, when Christ returns. And um, to deny that is to deny an important tenet of the Christian faith. Now, what's beautiful about all three of these categories, the councils, the creeds, and the confessions, is that they were made as a response to heresy. And this is where uh, they can be incredibly helpful because uh, all of the members of these councils in ages past did all of the heavy work for us. 
right? They're responding to Arianism. They're responding to Gnosticism. They're responding to all of these inhuman um, philosophies that are taking scripture and twisting it for their own good. And many of these things, by the way, we're seeing today, I believe that it's Gnosticism that's running the LGBTQ um, ideology today. And uh, it's really become more of a death cult than anything else. And because they did all of that heavy lifting, we're actually able to look back, um, read through these councils, read through the confessions and the creeds, and um, benefit from that work that they have done. Now, it doesn't, you know, we don't hold that as high as scripture per se, but uh, they are great summaries of the... um, of these basic Christian beliefs. And again, I'm going to be doing a whole series on the councils, on the creeds, and on the confessions. If you want to learn more about these before we start doing that, there's a great little book by Justin Holcomb called Know the Creeds and Councils. And it's only, it's less than 200 pages, and he goes through the creeds and the councils um, briefly. He tells you uh, when they occurred, what they were responding to, and the outcome from them. And he has all kinds of extra sources listed on all of those for you. He also has one on the heresies. So it's those two. Uh, that is, he also has a book on the heresies. And so the, these two work together really well. And I'm really grateful for for Justin Holcomb's work in that um in that field. So regarding preservation of God's word um, and recognizing uh, the authority of God's word, I do highly encourage you to check out the councils, the creeds, and the confessions. Um, That book by Justin Holcomb can be very helpful. Where we should probably major uh, in this um, discussion is the preservation of one another. And what I'm going to do, because we're looking at almost 14 minutes here, is I'm going to give you a brief overview of what it means to affirm or to preserve, help preserve one another. And then I'm going to cover that in the next episode. So what we're going to talk about next week, or in the next episode rather, is what it means to be a part of the communion of saints Um and the fact that though God is preserving us to the end, um, he does use each of us. He uses us as a part of the body of Christ, as the communion of saints, to do that for one another. And we see this exemplified throughout all of Scripture, but we, all, we especially see it in 1 Corinthians 16, Psalm 31, and Hebrews 10. And those are the, the passages that I'm going to talk about in a little more detail uh, in the next episode. But for now, because we're, we're out of time and I want to keep these to 15 minutes today, we've talked about the importance of knowing the councils, the creeds, and the confessions. And chances are, if there is a false teaching floating around now that you have recognized, it has already been uh, worked through, discussed, and uh, responded to in one of the councils. Uh, in the past. And when we get to talking about those different councils in a few months, um, I think we're going to see that. And so um, I encourage you to look into those uh, before we get into that. Check out Justin Holcomb's book, Know the Creeds and Councils. It's a little bitty thing. It'll fit in your pocket uh, or your purse, and it hardly weighs anything. And it's it's a fairly simple read. Um, Holcomb does a beautiful job of summarizing things in a way that anybody can understand. 
So with that, I'm going to sign off for today. And um, in our next episode, we'll be talking about the importance of um, seeking the preservation of one another. And like always, I want to end affirming the fact or making a confession that though the grass withers and the flower fades, the word of our God stands forever. And it's for that reason that we can be encouraged and strengthened in our walk in this dark world.